Welcome to Beauty Uncut the Podcast. I'm Shania. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. We are feeling, well, when I say we, I mean I. I am feeling rough. Like I am so exhausted. I feel like I've just been on a six-week holiday and haven't slept. That's the problem with recording at a conference because of all the social activities as yeah. well. And so... Uh, My social like- battery is drained. <laughs> Oh my God, guys, totally forgot to introduce the podcast and what it's all about. I am so excited for this one. I say that every time I feel I'm like, oh my God, guys, I'm so excited, but I am. We have James Vivian coming onto the podcast. I'm excited. I have wanted him to come onto the podcast since like episode one. Really? This is the most excited yeah, I've reached- ever seen Kayla about anything. <laughs> and it's early in the morning and I shouldn't be this excited, but I am. The energy is low here. Mm. Yeah, it's the last day of the conference today and, I mean, I feel like I'm a little bit tired but it's been so good. You guys both sound really tired. You You guys are like very (laughs) soft-spoken. You know what I realised? Last night after the gala, I realised that because it was so loud, everyone was just like shouting to talk to each other and I'm feeling it in my voice. That's been like every night. All the events we go to, it's just so loud wherever we are. I think because everyone in this industry is so loud. So we're all (laughs) trying to like yell over the top of each other and it just keeps like going and going and going. Yeah. 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 Did you guys learn anything interesting? Do you want to buy anything? I am really interested to get some training in ultrasound. i was well we've all had a look at some machines and I feel like it'll be a really good addition to our practice so and just to clarify for listeners ultrasound for uh, to guide the needle for injecting Injecting. right as opposed to like haifu or targeted ultrasound yeah do you know what's so funny when you guys are like looking at the ultrasound thing and he was like telling you where the vein I didn't even know what he was showing you guys (laughs) I'm literally like looking at it like "Mm, cannot see anything (laughs) you guys are so interested in I'm like am I blind like I'm so confused as what's happening right now I mean I'm always impressed by technology and that's the handheld wireless ultrasound with the highest resolution on the market so very impressive yeah All right. Well, should we welcome on James Vivian? James is a dermal clinician with over 15 years experience in the skincare industry. He's also the creative director of Vivology, which is a skincare line in partnership with Adore Beauty. And he's just a wealth of knowledge. I feel like I can't wait to pick his brain about all things skin. Let's do it. Let's welcome him on. All right. Welcome, Welcome, James. James. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yes. I was just saying earlier, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. It was like my dream guest. <laughs> oh, stop it. She's you been talking to, about you for a long time. You need to <laughs> aim higher. <laughs> <laughs> but no pressure, of yeah. course. <laughs> well, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the industry and a little bit about your clinic as well? Of course. So I'm a dermal therapist based in Melbourne and I've been in the industry for about 15 years I started off as a as a beauty therapist, but I came into the industry as a bit of a mature age student. I was a musician prior and, you know, being a creative can be very, very challenging. You know, you might be very ambitious and hardworking, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting where you want to go. So I took a part-time job at ESOP just to kind of supplement my income. And on my first shift, I had a facial by a woman called Maria Vovos because ESOP had just built a little treatment room out the back. 
it was the first time that they had offered a treatment service. And Marie said, come on, get on the bed. It's really important that you know what we're doing here. And I'd had lots of facials before and it's safe to say that it was a life-changing facial because I got off the bed and I said to Maria, how do I make someone feel like you've just made me feel? And she said, well, you know, you've got to go and study beauty therapy. And I was like, well, Maria, I'm going to be a famous singer-songwriter. But (laughs) thank you. But, you know, a few years working for Aesop and, and really delving more into skin science and and skincare and the customer service aspect of what Aesop does so well. A few years later, I decided to enrol in beauty school. I was the first male to ever attend Ellie Lucas. And I had a very, very laser focus. I was very, very keen on working strictly with the skin of the face. So after I did my diploma beauty therapy, you know, I had my first client on the bed and I'm looking at it going... I actually don't know what the hell is going on here. You know, I could do a nice facial massage, I could pick the right products, but I didn't know what what I was looking at. So I went and I did the health science degree at Victoria University, became a dermal therapist and started my own business called The Travelling Peelsman because I particularly loved chemical peels right. and working closely with cosmeceutical skincare. And I would drive around to people's homes down in Melbourne and in Sydney too. And then I realised, well, I actually am not using the full extent of my knowledge and skill. And then I started a clinic and then 13 years this year I've had a clinic for. Here we are. Here we are. Perfect. So we like, I know you're really into skin health, maintaining that barrier, but also getting results. So can we just talk about what is the function of the skin? Well, I guess essentially the function of the skin is to protect us. And for a lot of people, they don't have any issues with the skin. You know, people often ask me, you know, what should I be doing with my skin? And I think, well, is, do you have any issues with your skin? And because if you don't, don't worry about it. There's so many more important things in this world than than skin. Of course, keep it protected from a sun, sun protection point of view to avoid issues down the track. But a lot of people do have challenges with, with their skin. And that's, of course, where we come in to play as dermal clinicians, as, as you know, this industry is full of people that are working very closely with the skin. But also a lot of people want their skin to be the best version of themselves. And that's also a big focus for a lot of our clients because skin, when you look after it, can be so beautiful. And some people naturally have very, very gorgeous skin too. So there's something in this industry for everyone if you want, want it. Yeah. What would you say are the characteristics of like an unhealthy skin or an impaired barrier? So a lot of people that probably should have very, very intact, healthy skin yeah. are doing too much to their skin. And and, and I was reading a, an article the other day by Dr. Natasha Cook who coined the phrase mecha face, which was where people are going in to these stores and department stores or, or shopping online wanting their skin to be the best version of itself, but just applying too many products. And skincare is getting better and better all the time, becoming more and more active. And people have a little bit of knowledge. They've watched a video. They've listened to a friend. They've bought the most expensive product that they thought was going to yield the best result. And it's just been too powerful or they're using them in the wrong combination. And the skin barrier is becoming shot. And then they're trying to correct that by using even more skincare. So to know when your barrier is not in its best shape, your skin's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be red, it's going to be sensitive, you're going to apply a product and it's going to be tingling or burning. Quite often the skin's flaking. 
and rather than being dull, bright, plump and hydrated, it's quite the opposite. And if you get to that point where you're using too many products and your barriers becoming problematic, like you say, should you just do nothing or are there things you you still need to support it because that barrier is there to really lock in a lot of our skin's natural hydration. And so when the skin barrier is not intact, the skin's a thinner version of itself and all that natural hydration in the skin is just being leached out. So you (laughs) still need to apply some form of a temporary barrier whilst the skin itself heals underneath because the skin is always trying to get itself back to ideally the best version of itself. It does a very good job of that unless you have some form of a skin disorder, eczema, dermatitis, those sorts of things. So you you kind of got to pull it right back and that's so mm-hmm. difficult for so many people because yeah. it's the the opposite to what so many of us are saying you know the more you do to the skin when appropriate the better version of it will be of itself so for a lot of those people it can be a very very challenging challenging thing and you'd avoid actives during that time correct yeah, yeah so just you want a very very gentle cleanser that is not stripping you just need a a barrier forming moisturizer and sometimes you know those sorts of brands like a Cetaphil or a CeraVe that are inert and not overly active they're the best things at times like that Mm. certainly no exfoliation yeah put down the exfoliation (laughs) love a good exfoliation (laughs) what are the characteristics then of a healthy skin well it's all very very subjective right everyone's ambitions for their skin is very different but a healthy skin is one that is not barrier impaired it's one that's not uncomfortable it's one that you should be able to apply a product on and the skin looks and feels a better version of itself straight away you often hear those people talking about if it doesn't sting it's not working i completely disagree with that skincare you use should always feel really really lovely it should be a pleasure the skin should go i'm really into this give me more when it's burning a I think that's the skin saying, I don't like this. The burning and the heat and the discomfort, that comes from your in-clinic procedures Mm. when it's being performed by someone that's preempted that this is happening. It's been done intentionally in order to create some structural change or to improve a certain condition. It's your skincare that should be supporting those processes so bright hydrated smooth some people like a dewy finish they Mm. associate that with a healthy skin very very bright and luminous but we have so many clients they don't want that they want the matte finish because they might be more on the oilier side or breakout prone side or they might be priming their skin for makeup sometimes when the skin is too dewy and hydrated the makeup just slides Mm. right off it but a lot of people also associate healthy skin with an unblemished skin. So even skin tone for a lot of people is really, really important. And skin tone is predominantly reds and browns. So they might be using skincare or in-clinic procedures that are trying to even out the skin tone so that they're not having to wear so much makeup. As a dermal clinician, I'm not the biggest fan of makeup because I think it really is often hiding the skin's natural beauty and people often lean on makeup to cover up those inconsistencies that they're not necessarily happy about and then that makeup can make them make matters worse and then it's becoming this vicious cycle of someone not being happy about their skin covering it up it's getting worse they're using more cover-up it's getting even worse and the cycle continues yeah and for someone who is wanting to start on a skincare routine or just start on working on their skin's health What is your advice for someone who was going through those beginning stages? Yeah, it's a very good question. And of course, 
always going to be different for ev- everyone that's listening or everybody out there. Do you have like your essentials that you I like? Do. Yeah. I do, I do, of course. I think it's always really important to have an intention behind your skincare because everyone in this room, we've all got very different concerns about what we want to achieve with our skin. So I always like for customers to have that in mind because you then go and you start to create a skincare routine around that. I don't think that you should ever start investing in active serums until you get your basics right. And you always get eye rolls when you say that because there's nothing sexy about a cleanser, right? I disagree. (laughs) I love a good cleanser. I feel like when you find a really nice cleanser, like we love Rationale Number 4. Have you tried it? I haven't. Oh, you've got to try it. Like Mm. I've like fallen in love with that cleanser. Mm. Great. And and don't get me wrong, I'm a very, 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 (laughs) very passionate cleanser and I cleanse my skin for two minutes but you have to have the right cleanser for the skin to Mm -hmm. obviously prep the canvas then you need a suitable moisturizer that helps to lock everything in that isn't too rich it isn't going to make you break out it's not undernourishing so all that skincare is just disappearing and then you have to have the right sunscreen to apply over the top because even the best vitamin a or the best vitamin c serum it, it it's not active enough to work against the the negative effects that the sun is providing on our skin. So you get your cleanser, moisturiser and sun cream, right? Ones that you love to use every morning and every evening. And then from there, you start to fill in the gaps with your more active targeted products for your skin concerns. Skin types, you know, like traditional, normal, Mm. oily, combination, dry, I feel like they're often best served through those basics, the cleanser, moisturiser and the sun cream. And then it's the skin concerns that you're really going in for with your active serums. Just talking about the skincare routine with the basics, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but I just wanted to know your views on cleansing once a day, mm. twice a day. Yeah, it's individual. It's, it's very controversial, <laughs> yeah. and 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 every all therapists and practitioners have a different approach around this. I know rationale is no cleansing in the morning, cleansing in the evening. So from my perspective, cleansing is not just about cleansing the skin. It's about applying hands onto the skin, massaging the skin, stimulating the skin. A lot of our clients have areas of roughness and texture they're trying to, which skincare wants to penetrate deeper and be more effective in. So using a really good cleanser, let me go back one. Cleanse, (laughs) people often will invest in a $50, cleanser and they slap it on their skin for 15 seconds. Yeah. Now, even the best cleanser in the world ain't going to cleanse the skin for 15 mm-hmm. seconds. So you've got to find the right cleanser for your skin and you've got to give it enough time to work its magic on the skin. And then when you start to use it for a little bit longer, you're stimulating the lymph, you're stimulating circulation, you'll find that you're livening up your skin more, it's brighter, it, can, it even plumps up, of course, temporarily, and I find it's more receptive to what you then put on next. Right. And for some of us, we're investing in very, very good quality skincare. And at the end of the day, the skin is a waterproof barrier. It doesn't want us to apply these things in the skin. A lot of these products we're using have very, very sophisticated delivery mechanisms to get them deep into the skin. So the oil buildup that our skin often has, particularly in the morning after we've applied a whole lot of fabulous skincare the night before and we've slept and we've sweated and our skin's been doing its thing, I feel like you need to suitably pair that back so that then you get the best out of what you're about to pop on. Right. That's my yeah. approach anyway. <laughs> We're not morning cleansers, but you're a morning yeah. cleanser. I feel like everyone's different. Yeah. Maybe I'll start I'm sure there's in the a, morning. I'm sure there's a happy medium. I like the idea of that, the lymphatics <laughs> yeah. and the stimulating. Yeah. So even if you were just 
I guess, massaging your face, you know, in the shower or something yeah. without using a cleanser, potentially that might be a could middle be ground. A, could be a middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it, you know, it, it, sh- it should be given that a cleanser should not be stripping and mm. it shouldn't be irritating and it shouldn't be drying. So if that's the cleanser you've got, then less is always going to yeah. be more. So I'm all for a nighttime cleanse if mm. that's what you're doing. But I hate to say this, but, you know, there, I used to say you don't eat off a dirty dish. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you apply skincare to a dirty face? It's good. I like that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we've spoken about the essentials. Let's jump into actives. Mm-hmm. So what are your favourite actives? So B's and C's. Yes. Uh, just a fabulous place to start because they really, when they're chosen in the right dose and the right formulation for the right skin, they really just work. They yeah. do. There's there's so much clinical data behind these ingredients and for a lot of people, they're enough. Of course, there's a lot of other fabulous ingredients out there, but I like to, when I'm deciphering who uses what and when, it's during the daytime that you want to keep your skin protected and you want it to be, we were talking before about healthy skin, we, it's during the day that we want our skin to look its best right. And we know that vitamin C, whilst it's a great antioxidant support and great from an age management perspective, it's also very, very brightening and luminous on the skin. So it's during the day that we want to have that as part of our morning routine. It's really, really reinforcing the function of our SPF too. And then at nighttime is when we like to use our vitamin A. Now there's lots of different forms of vitamin A. And I think that this is coming back to what we said before about an impaired barrier. This is where a lot of people go wrong. We said that a lot of people think that stronger is better. It's not always the case. For a lot of us, our skin can only tolerate a certain amount of vitamin A on the skin. And so we take in our clinic an approach of slow and steady wins the race with our vitamin A. So we like our clients to introduce it very slowly, even though they might not necessarily have to, but we find more often than not, taking this approach means that we're negating any opportunity of setbacks because when a client walks through our doors, they want their skin to improve straight away. They don't want to come into the into the clinic and soon have worse skin before than they started. And that does happen and that's we troubleshoot that and we'll always overcome that. But it's it's a lot of this is more than just the effect we're having on our client's skin. It's the effect we're having on their confidence. It's the effect we're having on their journey into this industry. Because so many people come to us, they've never done anything to their skin before. Or they've been to clinic X, Y and Z and they haven't been able to hit the, the happy mark. So you want to take every opportunity to be like, look, we're going to get there, but we're just going to take this a little bit slowly. Because with, with vitamin A, we have vitamin A receptors in our skin. And for some of us, they're firing and they're really ready to rock. So get it on the skin and they know what to do with it. But for a lot of us, our receptor level is very, very low. Now, Dr. Alice Rudd, who I work very close with in Melbourne, she's a dermatologist. She says, one of the best ways to get more vitamin A receptors in the skin is to use more vitamin A. So that also needs to be a very slow approach to the skin too. So we say every third night for a couple of weeks, every second night for a couple of weeks, then if your skin's not showing any signs of that sensitivity, redness, burning, discomfort, then you know you're ready to progress. And then it, the skin's a journey and we're going to get older and we're going to have different concerns that need to be addressed at different times. So starting off on a low concentration is not a bad thing. You've got to have somewhere to go, I think, with skincare. I agree. So for those listening, um, what does vitamin A actually do within the skin and what is it treating? So look, the most, I think, studied skincare ingredient for the skin is 
is vitamin A. And again, there's lots of different forms. But more than anything, I find it a very normalising ingredient. So probably in this room, unless we're contraindicated, we'll all be able to use a form of vitamin A on our skin to help with a multitude of different concerns. Our skins, for some of us, we're producing too much oil. Vitamin A can have a reductive impact on that. Our skin cells might not be turning over as efficiently and therefore we're getting a bit of congestion in our skin, so vitamin A can help with cell turnover. We might have some pigmentation. Vitamin A is good at reducing the physical appearance of that. It has an effect from stimulating proteins in the skin so good for keeping our skin a thicker version of itself it can help to redensify the dermis yeah that's that's sounds like it does (laughs) sounds like it does everything it does do everything it really really does well not everything it does a lot yeah (laughs) and then lastly a vitamin b which is one of my favorite ingredients do you love it as well i do i do i i often find it a bit of an afterthought for skins, you know, for, for some of our clients that are like, and don't get me wrong, we have other, as I said, other ingredients and other serums that we're suggesting to curate an appropriate skincare routine for our clients' concerns. But vitamin B is a great ingredient when our clients want to take their skin to the next level. Okay, I'm doing all the right things. I want more. Let's chuck a B in because it can really help to boost the effects of your vitamin C in the morning or your vitamin A at night time. But then there are those clients that are a little bit on the sensitive t- side from the get-go. So rather than going for an ascorbic acid vitamin C and a more powerful percentage of vitamin A at night time, we're just going to help strengthen up the skin because vitamin B has that great effect on hydration, stimulating natural ceramides in the skin. And so it's great to just and, – and brightness too, of course – redness, can have an impact on the amount of oil that's sitting on the skin at any given time. So that can often be enough for someone just to really get their skin prepping for something a little bit more fun down the track. So we are obsessed with your skincare range. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Of course. So it's been an incredible opportunity to partner with Adore Beauty to create the Viviology range. Before Kate Morris and I started talking about it, I was actually two and a half years into trying to create a skincare brand with my good friend Elise Tran, who started The Daily Edited. And we are both what I think hardworking, passionate people, very good in our respective industries, and we were nowhere. <laughs> we weren't getting anywhere. It's so difficult to create a skincare brand. There's so many moving parts. And so when Kate offered me the opportunity to be the creative director of, of their first in-house brand, I jumped at it because utilising their infrastructure and their support network and their funding has been able to make this a reality. Was that the biggest hurdle, do you think, when you were first starting out? Was it uh, getting funds to develop? Well, we weren't even at the stage where we needed a big investment because we weren't even able to find the right packaging Right. to to fill the skin the cosmeceutical formulations mm-hmm. that we were making and then when we'd find the right packaging or have the right packaging designed we would then take it to the manufacturer and they'd say well this packaging is beautiful but it won't even stand up straight so it'll have to be hand filled and right. then and then then you, the whole process starts again and that might take 6 months mm. this was with us both working full time in our right. respective businesses so adore beauty had a team of people that were working 5 days a week yeah on this and that right. that's what's needed to create something to create what we've created yeah. which is a product that works uh, and a product that is not going anywhere and that is really in its infancy and that wants to be something that um, is only going to grow and get better 
What do you feel sets your brand apart from other brands? Well, there's so many skincare brands yes. out there, right? Yeah. We, we all know that. And they each have a different point. Well, ideally they each have a different point of view. We have several pillars at Viviology that have guided us throughout the whole process. And one was that it was going to be a very accessible product. Skincare is just getting more and more expensive all the time. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best skincare. Um, and within the current climate, uh, people need access to great skincare and it doesn't need to cost a fortune. Making something in Australia has meant that we can keep the prices down um, and that we can still keep it a sophisticated, effective uh, brand. We also wanted it to be dermal therapist-led and we're excited to say that this is, as far as I'm concerned, the first dermal therapist-led skincare brand. So the information that we're creating and it's been founded on on all my experience in terms of what clients in, a cl in an in-clinic experience want or in an in-clinic context in an in-clinic context want. And then we wanted to also keep it fun because that's me, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm a colourful person. I'm a, I call myself a skincare weirdo. You know, I, it's, it's not just all about skincare. It's about using it and enjoying it. Uh, we didn't want to create skincare that was heavily, sorry, we didn't want to create skincare that was skewed to one particular gender. We wanted to keep it very, very, what am I trying to say? We, we, yeah, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to get. We wanted to keep it something that everyone would feel proud and very comfortable to use, regardless of, 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 of who they are. And we also wanted to keep it very, very simple. So everything we've spoken about today, a cleanser, a moisturiser, a sun cream, an AB and a C serum is in there. Uh, we wanted to just cut through the noise because it can all be very, very confusing. And overwhelming. Uh, and yeah. overwhelming. Even to me, I get overwhelmed as well. Yeah. But you come back to science, you come back to the basics. One thing we haven't touched on is exfoliation. I mean, we talked about in the very beginning about how it can actually be not great for, for some people, but I'm a huge fan of chemical exfoliation. I really am. I feel, uh, coming back to what we said before, the skin actually doesn't want to let any of these fabulous things in. So providing uh, some form of assistance mm -hmm. to help them penetrate as yeah. deeply as possible. I love hydroxy acids because they are also very, very brightening on the skin. When you adequately exfoliate the skin, I feel like that's when it's beaming. And so therefore, I'm a big advocate of regular exfoliation. Right. So we created a formulation that is very, very gentle. It kisses the skin, it does its job, and that's it. It's not going to, as, as long as your skin barrier is not impaired or you're not sensitive to it, it's really going to look so much better straight away. And you do that regularly and then, you, you know, it's best face forward. Wow. Nice. When you say regularly, how many times a week would you recommend? I exfoliate my skin every night. Every night. I do. And so this is a formulation that if your skin's strong, yeah. you can you can do that. Wow. And if it's not, you would just drop it back. Correct. Yeah. 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 And again, start slow yes. as per the instructions yeah. a couple of times a week. Your skin's loving it. You're loving it. Amp it up a little bit more. But you do also, and this is coming back to what I said before about being a, being dermal therapist led, You, we're trying to encourage our users to become their little mini dermal therapist in the bathroom and responding to their skin. It's not, you know, it shouldn't just be a thoughtless process when you apply your skincare. How's the skin feeling? Do I want to exfoliate today? Yes, I do. I'm a little bit on the drier, more sensitive side, particularly this time of year, although you wouldn't know it on the Gold Coast. This time of year, our skin's drying out. We're indoors, we're turning up the heating, then we're going outside, coming back in. That's actually quite 
irritating for the skin. It's a lot for it to deal with. So pulling back on on your active ingredients is often the best thing for this time of year, going for your more supportive, nourishing, caring ingredients. Perfect. Well, before we wrap up the podcast, we'd love to ask you some of our favourite questions. I want to know what your favourite budget and what your favourite bougie product is. So budget product. So the Viviology, can I say Viviology? Yeah, of yeah course. So the Viviology Gentle Foaming Cleanse is $35. Yeah. Is that budget? I would say it's relative. Yeah. Yeah. We, we it's, all I'd have very different ideas of what's <laughs> yeah. budget and what's, but I feel like that's, I think yeah, that's in yeah. comparison yeah. to Okay, all right, perfect, yeah. perfect. And it's too, It's a big bottle, so it does go the distance. It's, it, it's such a popular pro- no i'm coming back, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> okay my best budget product is the viviology vitamin c serum it's 55 dollars. it performs very very similar work to a product that costs over 200 dollars, and people really enjoy it from the it's so liquid it absorbs so quickly into the skin it doesn't have an oily residue it doesn't have an overly fragrant scent so people are really really enjoying the 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 switch over to that product and then bougie i mean i use a lip balm that's just under a hundred bucks is that the pca yeah it is it is (laughs) and look i have access to it right but we often find that with clients they've used so many different lip balms and their their lips are a little bit of a mess and we say look give it a go if you don't like it i'm happy for you to bring it back because i'll use it right and no one ever brings it back and they don't necessarily need to use it all the time or need to keep replenishing it it's really that fabulous lip balm for when your lips just aren't responding to anything else and it's just giving it so much nourishment and conditioning God, don't tell us that. We're going to have to go yeah. buy it now. What's it called? <laughs> P- PCA. PCA. Yeah, it's the PCA Hyaluronic Acid Lip Booster. Sold. Fine. <laughs> yep. You can get it on Adore Beauty. <laughs> Alrighty, so the next question is, what is your favourite in-clinic treatment to have? So, and do. And do, yeah. And do. So in Melbourne we have created our signature treatment and that's my favourite treatment to do because it's so personalised to every skin each and every time they come through the doors. We can do so much. We can do so many add-ons. We can make it as powerful or as calming as we need it to be. And unless, you know, your skin is cannot have a treatment, it really is a treatment for everybody with a big emphasis on instant results because so many of our clients, they're not coming for overly invasive treatments. They're just wanting to take their maybe once traditional monthly facial to that next level. So they're having that very, very regularly and that's incorporating some form of light therapy, whether it's heal light or a big therapeutic dose of laser genesis. In our clinic, we have clients that want to really impact their skin on a big level, but they don't want a lot of downtime and discomfort. So we have to curate our treatments to really support that type of client. So laser genesis is, we've got four Qtera laser genesis in Melbourne. They go all day, every day. And then of course we have more powerful treatments, but my diplomatic response is my, my favorite treatment is always the right treatment for the skin on the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. So the last question is a little bit of a random question, but we saw in your story that you had a morphia treatment at the conference. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I'm like not even 12 hours since I had the morphia. I was going to say, immensely, and it was very, very red yesterday. The funny thing is, we have a morphia arriving at the clinic next week, and I hadn't. This was my first treatment, but my team in Melbourne, we're a team of eight dermal therapists and clinicians. 
they wanted it. So, yeah. and they're the ones really at the forefront. I just do two half days in the clinic and I only see new clients. So I'm never going to be doing a Morpheus on yeah. a brand new client. So I really do leave so much of the decision making to my team. So we got one and I have a very high pain tolerance yeah. and I had a little bit of numbing cream, but I was expecting it to be much more uncomfortable right. and I expected the downtime to be more. That said, there's, I didn't have the resurfacing treatment okay. which yeah. is much more superficial yes. much more around texture so my downtime would be greater my treatment yesterday was was deeper under the skin mm. and i think too you know i heal well my skin is prepped i yeah. do all the all the right things for my skin for my skin being to make it a healthier version of itself coming back to your original question a healthy skin is also going to be a skin that heals really well too and for a lot of our clients that delayed wound healing manifests as redness and with pigment and you know the the dullness and unhealthy skin so using skincare can create a much better environment for your skin when you're having those in clinic treatments yeah 100%. love that yeah. Well, I actually oh. have one more question. Oh. <laughs> What's happening with the music? Are you still doing that? So for a very long time, I had completely stopped yeah. doing music because I, I mean, leaving the music industry was a little bit hard for me because it was I, I was all I'd ever wanted to do. It was really all I th was good at, all I was passionate yeah. about. But I guess I didn't have time and I didn't see a place for music in, in what I was doing, although, you know, I'd sing at a funeral or a wedding or something yeah. for a friend. But in lockdown, our clinics were closed in Melbourne. We had a really, really tough time. And prior to the first lockdown, we didn't really have a presence on social media. Right. But I, being a worker and, and wanting to still help our clients and connect with our clients, we just went to social media and made content and, you know, spoke to anyone that would listen to fill my days. But somewhere along the way, I started rewriting the lyrics to pop songs and making them about skin and, right. it, and then singing them on social yeah. media sometimes as myself or sometimes as... I've shown my, you the videos. That's right, yeah, I remember Sometimes as my alter ego, <laughs> Tina Toner, who also was born in during lockdown. And don't ask me even how. I like You can tell how bored I was, right? And it's quite funny. You can make any really any song about skin. And so I've really... One of the best things about COVID was really rediscovering my passion for music and fusing the two worlds together. It's been a really lovely, just personal joy. Nice. Something good to come out of COVID. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, there were, there were actually lots of great things. Our business has never been busier. We met so many people mm -hmm. thanks to all that all that effort we, we put into social media, our connection with Adore Beauty. I mean, we made Viviology over lockdown. Right. Yeah, there you, you go. know, and none of us were ever in a room together. It was amazing yeah. what we can do mm. when yeah. virtually yeah. in this industry. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. You were so insightful. I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and we'll you. see you next time. Thank you so right. much. Thanks, James. Bye bye. Thank God he was. Energetic. <laughs> yes. I thank God he was energetic because he really pulled through for us. He did. Yeah. No, I, he I did. Thought it was thank a great you podcast. so much, James, because yeah. we were struggling. <laughs> but he is just so knowledgeable. I, I love like his advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really what he everything he was saying was really easy to understand for someone yeah. who might be uninitiated with skin. Yeah. You know, really just yeah. starting out. Yeah. Agreed. What are your thoughts on the double cleansing? Are you gonna start morning cleansing? I don't think so. I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try and do, you know, what I said with the Yes. The lymphatic massage yeah. and just at least do something 
for my face yeah. before, but but yeah. not the way he like worded it makes complete sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like whenever we've heard cleanse in the morning, it's just cleanse in the morning. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no reason behind it. Yeah. I really liked his reasoning. Yeah. But then I think about too the the cleanser I use most of the time is the rationale number five at night. Yes. And I definitely wouldn't want to yeah. use that in the morning right. as well because it is a little bit more uh, harsh. Yeah. Yeah. I could use the number four. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast and thanks James for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. All the information, including James's, will be in the description. And don't forget to leave us a review and we'll see you in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.